Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. Today is a wonderful, beautiful day in September. It is, uh, I don't even know what day it is. It is September 15th, 2019, and I am broadcasting out here from Sag Harbor, not the Brightwood desk, so I know some of you are going to go, oh, my God, she's on the cell phone calling in from a remote location. I just want to say I walked around the entire house and looked for the place where I had the best bars. So we're, we're, in, we're working on it. We're trying to get you good reception for some of you who go, I hate it when you leave the bright red desk and you're calling in from a remote location. So hopefully the recording will go well. But you know how it is with cell phones. Technology is our friend and our pain. So um, at any rate, this is a beautiful week ahead. We have a lot of activity. Most important is Saturn stationing midweek. He's going to station at 1359 to turn direct. And when he turns direct, he's going back till January 21st when he passed the point of his shadow and he entered his retrograde shadow. And then he stationed, of course, uh, when we got to the Capricorn planets or the Taurus planets, he went backwards in Taurus time, and now in Virgo time, he's going forward again. Now, what we know with astrology is that the retrograde planets are when the planets are opposite of the sun. So, like, you're standing in the middle of the chart, and you're look, you know how you go out in the morning, you look up at the sky, you look up at the sun? The retrograde planets are behind you. So there's a period of time every year when the planets get over, at least the outer planets, Mars on out, when they get past the trine, and in some cases Mars past the square, but definitely past the trine. And the so this year when the sun was in um, Taurus, Saturn, because he was in Capricorn, uh, went retrograde. And then now as he goes into, now as we go into Virgo, he goes direct. Okay, so the planets kind of shift in terms of their perspective. Draw it on a map and you'll see it clearly. Because people sometimes worry, gee, I have retrograde planets. Does that mean anything bad? And I'm like, no, but you have to remember to turn around to see them. They're kind of like kids riding in the back seat, and they don't often act up. But this week, Saturn, we always know when a planet, an outer planet like Saturn stops, we have big stuff. So we were out here hanging out on Sag Harbor for my birthday uh, with my dear friends, my Astro Star Tribe, one of my groups I, I just hang out and have a wonderful time with. So we had amazing paella last night. Check out the pictures on Facebook. And tell me if you think that Sonia should open a restaurant. I mean, her paella is beyond amazing. But, um, yes, we're out here in Sag Harbor and uh, enjoying the sun. And then, of course, uh, Saudi Arabia got attacked, right? And Jupiter and uh, Neptune are squaring each other next week for the third of three squares, which is about your dreams. So they complete their third square, their third dance. And that's Merlin, you heard barking. Um, he's he's my friend's uh, Grand Pyrenees, beautiful, wonderful white dog. Um, and he's like, <laughs> he's the guard guy. He's also our only guy out here. So he's kind of, you know, he takes care of his women. Um, he's sitting at my feet. He's a cute boy. So he's not a boy. He's a big dog. He's a big dog. Don't call him a boy. So at any rate, he, uh, so with Saturn stopping, what we have is the two planets. Uh, when he pauses, he says, okay, now we're going to go forward and we're going to go to work. Now Saturn is going to go full stream ahead, full stream ahead, zip, zip, zip into Capricorn and all the way into zero Aquarius before he stops again. And then he goes backwards. 
And then next December, he's going to meet Jupiter at zero Aquarius, and they're going to start a new 20-year cycle. So you're really going to feel, I know it already feels like things are moving really fast, but you're really going to feel like things pick up when we get to Wednesday. But this week, as Saturn pauses, you want to look at what you have at 13 in your chart. He's pausing at 13.59 and see what that story is that's waking up. Of course, he's back at 1991. So we're working with stories from 91 when he was last at this degree and uh, if you've been around. And then also go back in seven-year increments. You know, if this is 19, go back seven years to 12. Go back seven years to five. Go back seven years to uh, 98, go back seven years to 91, and see the story there unfolding in your life, the next chapter. Because Saturn takes 29 years to go around the circle, we break them into smaller parts so we can see the story. And he is the work of our lives, you know. The sun is how we're supposed to shine, but Saturn is our life's work. So he always says to us, this is what you're here to do, And we do it in different forms. Sometimes we like the work, sometimes we don't, but we do the work. So, you know, before I was an astrologer, I sold accounting software to lawyers. That's Saturn and Scorpio. Before that, I worked in a law, in an insurance firm, and I kept track of um, kidnap and ransom people. AIG had kidnap and ransom insurance for the executives in 79, early 80s. And, of course, if you told anybody you had the insurance, it didn't apply. It wasn't valid because you created an unnatural risk of getting kidnapped, right? And we had political risk insurance. So when something like this happened where Saudi Arabia's oil tanks got blown up, if they were owned, say, by a United States company, we would insure against political activity because, I guess, uh, Yemen Yemen claimed responsibility, but Mike Pompeo is bait. blaming Iran. I guess we'll see what happens with that. But Saturn, Pluto, as Saturn stations and go direct, we often have Earth energies happen. And Saturn is stationing opposite the U.S. sun, okay? Uh, At 13, the U.S. sun's at 13 cancer. So this is a big time for us. And this is when, if the recession is going to happen because Saudi Arabia now has stopped pumping oil, uh, this is when it kicks off. You're just watching history. You're sitting here on the edge of history watching it go down. Uh, also this week, Vesta stations to go direct. And Vesta is, uh, or maybe to go retrograde. Hang on, let me look. She stations. Um, oh, Vesta, where are you? See, I have my little sheets here, my little cheat sheets. But I looked at them, and, of course, pages are a little wet because it's a little soggy out here by the ocean. So Vesta stations to go retrograde at 27 Taurus. Because remember, she's in Taurus, so now she's going to go retrograde until we get to Capricorn. Because we're in Virgo time, so this is how they shift. So at 27 Taurus, Vesta's going to now go backwards until we get to uh, Capricorn time, when she'll end of Capricorn, January, where she'll station to go direct. And so Vesta is revising your home, your hearth, your diet revising, revisiting, redoing. So that's the energy of Vesta. And home and hearth and your body counts too. So how many of you are thinking of doing a health plan or taking up a new exercise program or, you know, one of those kinds of things? The other thing we had this week, and we still have it, so definitely work on it, through Wednesday, we have the new, we have a nice big juicy full moon in the sky in Pisces. And the full moon in the sky takes us back to uh, Pisces time, which is March, 
uh, of 2018, and then Sagittarius time, which is December of 2018, takes us back to 14 of March, and then the 14th of December for the story unfolding. Now, it is Pisces moon, so it might be more of a dream or more of a Neptunian thing. It's a little hard to get your fingers around, but it is a also a big old mystic rectangle up there in the sky, which starts to break up this week. So the mystic rectangle is composed of all the planets in Virgo, which are, there's a bunch, and they have been aspecting the ongoing um, sextile between Neptune and Saturn and Pluto, which is, that's a sextile that's been happening for a whole century, 19, you know, the one we had last century, 1900s to now, but right now it's a little bit juicier of the sextile because Saturn's hanging out with Pluto, Neptune's hanging out with the moon, and all these planets are in Virgo, uh, uh, opposing the Neptune and sextiling the Saturn. And then, and I will say this is a little controversial, not all astrologers do it, but I do it. Um, some astrologers don't count the node of fate, right? But the north node of fate in Cancer is... Um, the one end, end of the one end of the mystic rectangle, and then the south node of Capricorn is hanging out with Saturn and Pluto on the south side, which is all the structures that we see collapsing around us, the governments, the corporations, the changes in our understanding of authority. And I use nodes because I think they're really juicy and hot, and they're actually, to my mind, often more important than planets. But a lot of people don't use nodes. So if you say to someone, there's a mystic rectangle in the heavens, and they go, no, there's not, just know they don't believe in the nodes being part of it. But the rest of us who uh, go, yeah, that north node's in cancer. So it is really encouraging you to grow something because all the energy uh, in there is kind of, you know, the mystic rectangle or two sextiles, two trines, and two oppositions. So they're very juicy for kind of easily pushing you forward in a new direction where you feel like you have a calling or a purpose or you know you're supposed to do it. So we were sitting out here at lunch yesterday chatting around Sonia's table, and we looked up at the sky as we were making a comment about a situation uh, that one of us should move forward with, and Sonia looked up and went, oh, my God, there's a north node in the clouds. So I put it up on Facebook because Sonia took a picture of it, and then everybody promptly said it looked like a penis. It does now look like a penis, people. It looks like a North Node, <laughs> except Carol said she thought it looked like a penis too, but she didn't say it because we were all going, oh, North Node. So North Node, if it looks like a North Node or it looks like a penis, it's on my Facebook. Um, the <laughs> the idea of it is to penetrate your dreams and go work for them. <laughs> so North Node, of course, does look a little like a penis. I'd never had that analogy before. Uh, so now that I have that, I'm going to explain North Node as a penetrating energy that pushes you forward towards your dream. And there is a North Node, South Node involved in this mystic rectangle. So it's very faded. Now it starts to break up as all the planets in Virgo leave. Uh, so we're almost done with it. This week, Mars is going to, uh, or Mercury rather, is going to aspect the nodes of fate, stimulating it. But all the Virgo planets are moving out of range of it. So we're going to have a little bit of, um, I'm sorry, Mercury aspects the nodes of fate. Mars kicks it off one last time. Uh, he's going to aspect the uh, finger of God, and then he moves out of it uh, as of September 19th. So you're going to find the mystic rectangle energy starting to abate. 
but you should be getting turning point information or opportunities or, hey, maybe try this, maybe try that. There's a forward motion energy that's very strong. So we've got Saturn stationing to go retrograde. We have Vestas or go direct. We have Vestas stationing to go retrograde. We also have the sun going into Libra on the 23rd, the end of the week. I'm sorry, not the 23rd. On the uh, Yeah, on the 23rd uh, at 3.50 in the morning. So sun going into Libra marks the beginning of fall season. So even though we're in September and a little bit of it feels fall, a little bit feels summer, this is when we go, oh, no, no, now we're, the sun's going to go across the equator. Our southern hemisphere friends are going to start their summer, their spring. We're going to start our fall in earnest. And as the sun goes across that, on the 23rd, we have important news or important information. Also, this week, uh, the, yesterday, we had Mercury and Venus go on the world point. So, of course, that's the, uh, the attack in Saudi Arabia on the oil fields. But there also may have been important information that you received that was, oh, wow, this is life-altering. This is really, this is really important. So um, it was kind of cool. It's very fun. So we all uh, watch, your, watch your messages, watch your communications, watch what you learn, what you figure out. Watch your aha moment as this mystic rectangle starts to break up over the next few days and dissolve and take us into new places. Right, so there's a there's a whisper, there's a whisper in your ear, there's an invitation, there's a call to go someplace, and you're going to go wherever the North Node is at 15 Cancer, right? Because that's the calling place, that's the direction you're being led. What is it you want to grow and make bigger, and then also look back to the full moon, look back to the earlier moon chapters, March of 18 and December of 18, and what you started then. And, that, and what you tested in December, and now time to kind of send it out in the world on a different level or to give it permission to, to go. And remember, the lunar cycles have a shorter period, too. We also go back two weeks to the new moon in Virgo, which was pretty juicy new moon because all those planets were in Virgo in the first house of I'm going to do this. But there's also that longer two-and-a-half-year cycle, which I like because not every project takes 30 days, <laughs> much as we might like it to. Some of them are longer cycles. So uh, we're out here, and one of the women last year when we were out for my birthday, one of the women went on a diet. And uh, Weight Watchers, actually two of the women went on the diet. One of them did it, one of them didn't. But that's, you know, the way of the world. So the woman that went on the diet announced we were commenting, and she said, well, I've lost 30 pounds since last year when we met out here on the new moon, and I went on a diet. You know, so 30 pounds over a year is a nice, good Oh, not too fast, not too slow, but kind of a process. So the other woman uh, who didn't lose weight last year now has to lose weight. But, of course, she was born on a full moon, so maybe she'll actually do it this year. So it's forward. It's forward motion. It's what are we releasing? What are we letting go? Where are we going? And what is our vision? And the other woman, of course, is me, because whose doctor told me I had to lose 50 pounds to make my legs stay better. But my leg is better. My foot is better. Uh, and off we go. So I, I worked, I guess, on healing my foot, and now I have to work on losing some weight to make my leg be happy, which is a good reason to lose weight because I don't really do things for me. I do things for other people, so in this case, I'll do it for my leg. So let's go on and talk about the moons. Uh, of course, this week, there's some really juicy moons. So uh, Thursday, Friday, quite a few people in my practice signed uh, deals and got stuff up and running on that lovely Pisces moon. 
Monday is a little harsh. The energy is a little harsh. But Tuesday and Wednesday, the 16th and the 17th, up until 10 o'clock in the morning, East Coast time on the 19th, has great aspects for going forward. So today, the moon's in Aries, uh, the 15th, and its closing aspect is a square to Pluto, which happens on Monday the 16th at noon. And so it has a real forward motion to its direction, and it's void, of course, all Monday afternoon and evening. And then it goes into Taurus bright and early at 6.31 a.m. on Tuesday the 17th, and the Taurus moon is really juicy. Taurus moons are incredibly productive for getting things done, and it's going to be in Taurus for the 17th and the 18th. So if you didn't do your new moon ritual yesterday, um, do one on the 17th and 18th because it's a juicy moon. It's a juicy moon. Taurus moon's great. Closing aspect for that puppy is moon trying the sun in Virgo, right? Cap Taurus moon trying the sun in Virgo. Wednesday, the moon is void all day long, and it goes into Gemini at 4.58 p.m., It's in Gemini Thursday night. I'm sorry, I meant to say Thursday. The moon is void all day long because it's in Taurus on the 17th and the 18th, Tuesday, Wednesday. Goes into Gemini at 4.58 p.m. on the Thursday afternoon, all Gemini all evening. It's in Gemini on the 20th. And on the 21st, it goes void at 10.41 p.m. with the moon in Gemini square to the sun in Virgo. Uh, so that's, you know, it's kind of a chatty, yeah, a little bit disruptive, not bad disruptive, but moon square, the sun, you know, it's kind of moon and Gemini, well, we could do this or do that and kind of arguing with the sun about what they want to do. So just know that that's a little bit stressful, not bad, but, you know, do your, do your good work this week on the 17th and the 18th. Um, and then the moon is void Saturday night from 1041 until 1250 in the morning, Sunday morning. And then Sunday morning it goes into Cancer. And it's in Cancer uh, all day Sunday, the 22nd. And it's in Cancer on the 23rd. And it goes void with a sextile. Moon is sextile to Mars. Now, normally we've been having the moon go void with an opposition to Saturn-Pluto, which it does have on Monday the 23rd. However, it has a sextile because Mars is at the very last degrees of Virgo. So that Cancer moon on uh, on Sunday and Monday next week is very productive too. So the Cancer moon and the Capricorn moons are very, very strong. And then, of course, the hot day this week is Venus, is Wednesday's day, uh, because Saturn stations that day. And then there's a lot of activity on Saturday the 21st, because that's when Jupiter and Neptune have their last of three squares. Now, Jupiter and Neptune meet up every 13 years. And in this case, Neptune's in Pisces and Jupiter is in Sag. So it's an opening square with the slower planet. Fur is the base planet. So it's opening square asking you to make a crisis of action. Actually, as I say that, I'm wrong. It's closing square. Neptune's the slower moving Jupiter's in Sag, coming in for a landing in four years to Neptune. Uh, So closing square, psychological accommodations, understanding, figuring things out. This is what happens when I don't have a chart with me when I'm looking at it. I do it in my head and I do it crooked. Um, So anyway, it's closing square, and it says, okay, the dream you worked on that you started working on nine years ago, you're in the psychological process of working on it and getting it out the door, 
And what are your psychological blocks to releasing it? And we all have psychological blocks. And, of course, this week the psychological blocks are really up because Saturn is stationing. And we all have to look at where we maybe hold ourselves back from what we're supposed to do and give ourselves permission to go do it. But that Jupiter-Saturn closing square, inspiring the dreams, inspiring us to expand the dreams or work on them in a new way. And in my case, um, one of the things we've been working on is putting up things on the website that people can buy, like when I talk about mystic rectangles, like I have a mystic rectangle uh, presentation on the website. You can download it and learn uh, you know, get an hour and 15-minute lecture or so about mystic rectangles with slides so you can kind of see how they work. Um, and so we're we're making a list and checking it twice and uh, <laughs> and working on getting um, getting some stuff up there so you can learn from it, you know, harvesting the stuff I've done over the last number of years and making it available for people to uh, purchase. Um, so that's our job. Well, it's actually Rachel's job, my new assistant, because it was her idea. So we're we're doing it. Um, then next week we also have the sun entering Libra, right, which happens at 3:51 in the morning on Monday morning. But we're going to count it. So we've got that finishing up energy, and of course the Saturn uh, stationing. So those are the big days. Wednesday's big, Saturday's big, and then it's a forward motion, full steam ahead into fall, which is kind of cool. Um, and so by big, I mean those are the busy, bustly days. But the nice part is they both have the nice moons. The Saturday moon has a little bit of, oh, I see that now. You know, I can see clearly now, even though there's a square from Neptune uh, and Jupiter, it's it's going to take away the what you've hidden, what you haven't seen. You'll see it in a new way, which is good and bad. And remember, uh, yesterday on the first, on the Saturday, Mercury and Venus are now both on the world point talking to each other. They met up the last degrees of Virgo and they made a plan and now they're going to work together and kind of travel together in the heavens through the Libra sign activating Mercury. Of course, is going much faster than Venus. Um, He goes whipping along to 14 and Venus only goes whipping along to 10, but this week Mercury and Venus are collaborating. So it's a great time for any kind of collaborative project, collaborative, collaborative project, and a great time for, you know, firming up deals and locking them down and saying, yes, this is the plan. So the sun this week runs from 22 Virgo through zero Libra. So all your planets that are between 22 degrees and zero get activated by the sun in some form of action, in some form of aspect as the sun comes to shine his little light on them. So the sun this week is, uh, the beginning of the week has a little bit of an argument with Athena in terms of how to proceed and what to do, and an argument with the goddess of discord on Tuesday, okay? So the sun is in conjunct Eris, so we can anticipate some, uh, this one This one seems to be showing up as nasty tweets, and also some kind of military or shooting event, so that'll be on the 17th, never easy when those happen, um, and then Mercury, sun and Mercury are contraparallel, uh, and sun is contraparallel Eris, So, and sun is contraparallel Venus. So this is kind of an argument. And one of the things I thought was really interesting in monitoring, you know, I kind of pay attention to Facebook and what's trending to see what happens. And we came out with this vaping ban in like 30 seconds. You know, kids are getting some vaping stuff 
and they and everybody got together and passed laws against vaping, right? But they can't do a thing about guns, right? So it's kind of like, all right, what are you going to do about that? It, it's a contrast. You can move if you want to. You're just not choosing to. So this week, if you are choosing not to move, the 17th, 18th, and 19th, prepare to be called out. Prepare to be called out. Prepare for the world to call out things and figure out what that new direction is. The sun is quintiled the North Node on the 19th, which is important connections that help us figure out the direction. And sun is also trine Vesta, who remember who is stopping in the sky. And sun trine Vesta is you see the way your home or your office or your new environment could be adjusted to make you happy. Make those changes. Diet changes, very helpful on the 22nd when the sun is quintile series. And then the sun is also biquintile Uranus on the 23rd, which is really good ideas for something new to happen. And then, of course, the sun goes into Libra to start the fall season, goes across the equator. The days are now shorter than the nights, and we head towards the winter solstice. For our southern hemisphere friends, this becomes the spring where the days are longer than the nights. And remember, from your astronomy, that's because Earth is tipped. Pull up a map on the Internet. You can look at this. It's fun. All right, Mercury, we mentioned, went into Libra today, yesterday. And so he's whipping from 2 to 14 Libra. So he's going about 2 degrees a day. So he's in fast communication mode. There are a couple of health aspects. Mercury is health aspects with pets. A lot of times when we make major changes in our life, in our lifestyle, the pets die. And I don't know why this is, but I know it happens. You know, when my assistant Kate quit, uh, she sent a note because she was a Gemini, and she would always write a note when she was making a major decision and then we'll talk about it. So she wrote a note on Tuesday. We talked about it on Friday. And uh, and I was kind of hoping she'd change her mind. And she came back in on Monday to announce that her pet bird of four, 24 years had passed. On Friday, she'd gotten a call from her dad that the bird had died. And I went, oh, you're really leaving, right? And so shout out to Kate if she's listening. But uh, for being an illustrator, I know when I left my big job of 19 nine years when I was young, my cat died. It was very traumatic. Um, I had to go to Washington and came home to find him in a coma on the floor, you know. So this is a big week for pet deaths. It's also a big week for health deaths, health issues. So get your butt to the doctors if you're sick because uh, Mercury is aspecting Neptune and Jupiter and Neptune are saying new dream, right? So we got a kind of double whammy here. And also it may be that some of the dreams that you thought were going to happen aren't happening. Uh, because there's something wrong or ill with the dream. And if that's the case, this is the time to let it go, to bless it, let it go. And you go, you know, you were my dream, but it doesn't look like it's working out. I'm going to let you go gently, quietly, with love. Thank you for inspiring me, but you're not. it's not going to happen. So this is also a lot of people hearing, oh, let that go. Mercury, contra-parallel Venus, right? So the two of them are having a little spat in the sky, which is okay. <clears throat> and they're arguing even though they're traveling together. And, you know, it's kind of like a dialogue with your sibling. You sit talking to them, they go this, you go that, and suddenly you're having a little argument, but you don't really dislike each other. You're just not happy. Mercury's also opposite Chiron, bringing a wound, words that wound. That'll happen on Monday where you kind of go, wow, that was a little mean to say. Uh, and that's part of the story. We also have Mercury in conjunct Uranus, which is asking you to take responsibility for your words and your behavior uh, and what you said, especially what you say around 1 o'clock or what is said around 1 o'clock on Wednesday. These are all East Coast times. 
but there's something someone can say this week which makes you go, "Wow, that's what they thought. I didn't, I didn't realize that." Um, and then Mercury is also in a health aspect to the goddess of discord or anger. So 11:42 on the 19th, don't let your anger get the best of you when you're uh, working with it. Of course, um, you can hear things that make you angry or upset, and that's part of the deal. This is what you're, you know, you're being asked to look at this. Remember. The universe doesn't give you anything. Uh, well, we were talking out here, you know, because everybody kind of is into astrology at different levels, but the universe giving you things to understand your life with better. And uh, lessons, what is it for? Why are you getting those lessons? Um, Mercury also has a square to the nodes on the 22nd, uh, which is making important choices. And he talks to Neptune on the 23rd which is working with your dreams in a new way because that's when the Jupiter-Neptune hits. Then Venus has a health aspect on the 16th and angry words on the 21st. So you've got to watch the words this week or just be aware of, you know, what is spoken is true, even if you're not happy with it, you know, honor it. Venus is contraparallel. Venus is contraparallel Mars on the 23rd, which is a separation and saying that's finished, over and done. You don't have to do it anymore. Mars this week in Virgo goes, oh, I forgot to say what Venus went from. Venus went from 2 Libra to 11 Libra. Um, so she wakes up anything in your early Libra plant, anything in 12, uh, from 2 to 11. Mars goes from 18 to 21 Virgo. His big aspect this week is the trine to Pluto on the 19th, uh, setting off that mystic rectangle for the last little zap of it. And then he has a sesquiquadra to Uranus on the 20th which is kind of unexpected criticisms or separating energy that's pretty strong on the 20th. And just honor that. We already talked about Saturn stationing. We talked about Jupiter and Neptune having their square on the 21st. Jupiter also has a parallel to Saturn where he sets a boundary on the 21st. So know that you're going to go, okay, I'm going to set a boundary here and move forward. And then Uranus has a biquintile to Ceres on the 23rd, which is happy, happy, ready to move forward. You're done into new directions. And on the 18th, Pluto has a quintile to Athena, encouraging you to see things. And last but not least, Athena has a quintile with Eris on the 18th, encouraging you to understand the origin of your illness. So if you've been trying to get a cure for something or to figure out what you have, that's when you really figure it out. And on that note, the British lady said, I'm done. I'm going to go have brunch here in beautiful Sag Harbor and then head back into the city later today. But it is a gorgeous and sunny day. I'm sitting here with uh, out in the backyard by the pool in my pajamas. Ah, I had such a good weekend. And it's not over yet. Brunch to come. So I wish you all a good week and happy birthday to me and happy birthday to any other Virgos out there. I know I have a lot of Virgo uh, listeners. So happy birthday, all of you Virgos. This is a great one. We have a mystic rectangle. Uh, use that energy wisely to manifest in your life. And the rest of you can use it too, even though it's happening on our birthdays. Bye, everybody. Take care. Talk to you next week. Hopefully this went out okay. I was in the best bars in the house.